I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hip Hop's African Roots. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can also catch up on all of our Street Soldiers shows, both Hot 97 and Fox 5, free of charge, on my website, lisaevers.com. Now, in this episode, we're talking about hip-hop's African roots, but it's even deeper and bigger than that. With hip-hop, the most popular music streamed around the world, the sounds and beats are diversifying along with the growing international fan base. The African influence is expanding too, but then again, some say it's always been in hip-hop's DNA. Why is this happening now, and what does it mean for the hip-hop culture worldwide? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Dr. Chris Emden. He's a professor at the Teachers College at Columbia University. He's the creator and founder of Hip Hop Ed and Science Genius and author of the book for white folks who teach in the hood. Chris, great to have you with us again. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Also with us is Tuma Vasa. He's the director of urban music for YouTube. He's a former head of global programming for Spotify, and he curated the, the very popular rap caviar playlist. Tuma, great to have you back with us all. Thank you, Thank you so much. Also joining us is DJ Wala. He's a Hot 97 DJ. He's one of the heavy, heavy hitter DJs. He broke the Afrobeat uh, Joanna song, the famous one on Hot 97's air, and we're going to talk with him about what it's like in the clubs and what it's like with all the fans and the music listeners. DJ Walla, great to have you Thanks with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Chris, is there a real connection between African culture and the hip-hop music that we know that started in the Bronx? Absolutely. I, I would always, I always make the argument that hip-hop was hip-hop before we named it hip-hop. Mm. So the origin story always begins in the 1970s, uh, with DJ Cool Herc, and if you trace back Herc, Herc came from Jamaica. You take uh, trace back Herc's heritage in Jamaica. We talk about folks on slave ships that landed in Jamaica. You go even further. You always get back to West Africa, and in West Africa, when you had the talking drums, when folks would gather in circles, where you had the griots and the storytellers, when folks went through pain and oppression, and the only way to get over it was through dance and through music and through rhythm and through poetry and storytelling. That was hip hop. So what happened in the 70s was literally the evolution of Afrocentric ways of knowing and being that always gets triggered when there's trauma. See, our people always when there's trauma, music and beats and rhythm is our escape. So in the Bronx, and the Bronx was burning and folks were leaving that borough and those young folks couldn't get into the clubs in Manhattan. That was the trigger for the music to do something. Mm. So it triggered. And so that Afrocentric roots from slave ships in West Africa just came back to life. They had drums, they had dance, they had release. We named it hip-hop. But what was hip-hop was already intrinsically embedded into our genetic code as a response to oppression. Mm. And so when we, whenever we talk about hip-hop and we talk about Afrobeats, we talk about Afrobeats, any music of the diaspora of oppressed people has roots on the soils of Africa. Mm. Of, those, of those countries. Mm. Tuma, when you hear what Dr. Chris Emden yeah, is saying. Deep. You're, you're, shaking, you're shaking your head. No, no, I was you agreeing. You listen to music from all over the all yeah. over the world, yeah. and you and you've been, you, you know, and you've spent a lot of time in your career in American yeah. hip hop and the rap Absolutely. scene. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you think about uh, the African influence? Well, well, the thing is, this is is I actually I, I, I credit technology, right? Because what happened was uh, the opportunities didn't exist before. The music was always there. The spirit, the the connection was not there because there was no vehicle to distribute, right? And you, so now with technology, with social media, with YouTube, with uh, like uh, bulk travel, you know, yeah. where you can, where you don't, it's not as expensive anymore to travel. So you now you're having 
uh, artists coming from Africa to America. You're having uh, African Americans going back to Africa. Yeah. So it almost reminds me of um, the early the '90s when everyone used to go down to Atlanta, and it would be Freaknik and all these things, yeah. and people would go back home yep. excited about music from down south and the people who didn't travel didn't understand it completely they were like like uh, 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 wow what's going on here etc etc and, may, and maybe rejected it and i think some of the lessons from that time especially for new york right especially right. for new york because new york um uh, was probably thing where now people are embracing new sounds they're, mm -hmm. they're, 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 right and 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 all everything what you just said historically uh, 100 percent agree with um, my family is from rwanda originally and the, they used to have something called Chivugo. It's like a braggadocio type of yeah. like poetry and, and kind of banter and wit. And, and, and then grew up in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe, they used to have something called Zwirawe. And Zwirawe was like proverbs, like very like thing. So, so, all this, so all this time in American music, I always knew that, okay, this is directly. Like that same swag, yeah, what we yeah. would call exactly, the hip hop swag. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's basically exactly. where it's like, I'm this, yeah, I'm that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and there. It has its roots oh, in that. Yeah. There they have different words for that. Like, because <laughs> right. swag is basically talking about like gravitas. It's mm -hmm. like right. the way you carry yourself, et cetera. Right. An attitude so, more. Yeah, yeah. So in, in Rwanda, the, the, the uh, oh my gosh, oh, okay, never mind. I'll get to it in a second. The, uh, in, in South Africa, they have like Ubuntu, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like a way of carrying yourself, a way of- Presence. Yeah, presence. You, you know ever heard I mean? about the, the Sapwares in the, in the Congo? Sapwares, of course, I was born in Congo. And, do, and those dudes, yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, they're there. not rapping, yeah. but these dudes in the middle of a war-torn country will throw on these suits and these colors and these walks and they, and they move down the street and the, their presence yeah. is like an artist. I want to I want to talk oh, about oh, the oh, presence. Can, can I add to what he's saying about Sapwares? Wait, would you say- Sapwares, Sapwares, So Sapwares, they're part of a lifestyle they call it Kitende. Yeah. Right? So Papa Wimba was like the godfather of that. So these guys can be poor, but they'll be wearing brand names and colorful, and it's and it's about the respect. It's about which getting, which is like, so, so reminiscent exactly. of what we see in hip hop. It's exactly it's what, what we exactly. Let me let me bring yeah. in the, uh, healing. <laughs> I want to talk yeah. about the healing and the life affirming thing. Yeah. But I want to talk about yeah. voila when you hear this because yeah. you play to a lot of diverse audiences, mm -hmm. city, urban, suburbs, different types of clubs. What do you see as, do you see this direct connection so that look, they're talking about? Do, do you do you feel the energy that these two men had just now just yes. discussing the music? <laughs> that's the same type of energy that happens when you play the music. Mm -hmm. um, wow, that's that's why I sat back for a second. I just watched and I had a smile on my face like, yo, look how passionate yeah. they are. <laughs> but that's the same type of energy that the crowd responds to when we play this music. Um, look, for a long time when I was playing Afrobeat, you know, people that didn't know any better thought it was reggae. Oh, that's reggae. That was Caribbean music. Um, the Africans in the party, I didn't get a chance to hear it that much, appreciated it, loved yeah. it, oh, so loved much. it. Oh, they become your biggest fans. They go to every party with you to the point where um, it's acceptable. I, in my opinion, Afrobeat is, is the biggest genre of music out right now. Do you consider it part of hip-hop? Um, Even though we're playing it on hip-hop stations, I, we're playing I, I it think, with... I, I think it's still its own thing, but like, like, like all things hip-hop, we, we, we kind of take it, borrow it, use it, and now you have hip-hop artists collaborating with Afrobeat artists. Some of the biggest records I now have a hip-hop artist featuring a DeVito, hip-hop artist featuring a WizKid. Yeah. And I think hip-hop has always been that, 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 that music genre that, for lack of better words, we borrowed, we stole and made it our own. Okay, we need to take a short break, but oh. when we come back, what is it about? I know. What is, I know. Don't hate me, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> 
when we, when we come back, what is it about the sounds of the Afrobeats and African music that is catching so many people's attention? That's coming up next. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Rotimi. You're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop's African roots, and we have an amazing panel to break it all down for us. Joining me is Dr. Chris Emden. He's a professor at the Teachers College at Columbia University. He's also the creator and founder of Hip Hop Ed and Science Genius. And he's also, also the author of the book For White Folks Who Teach in the Hood. Chris, great to have you with us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Tuma Basa. Hey. He is the director of Urban Music for YouTube. He's YouTube. a former head of global programming at Spotify. And he curated the very popular rap caviar playlist. Tuma, great to have you with thank us. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is DJ Wala, our Hot 97 DJ. He's also one of the heavy hitters. He broke the Af uh, Afrobeat song Joanna on Hot 97's air, and the rest is chart history, basically, after that. Wala, great to have you with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. And I want to thank you also for always supporting us with a push for Peace Town Halls mm. and no coming problem. out to the community and donating your time. Let me too. know when you're back in Newark, New Jersey. I'm pulling up on you. We will. I got a date for you. <laughs> right. I got a date for you coming up. Tuma is hip, is Afro Afrobeats, do you consider that hip hop? I mean, this is your it's, whole yeah, career. Yeah, well, is well it, it's its own lane, but it's all it's family, right? So basically, the, so the way that R and B and hip hop complement each other, Afrobeats, or, or Afro, well, Afrobeats, we'll call it Afrobeats for lack of a better description, because of the whole Afrobeat Afrobeats discussion, yeah. is is uh, uh, complements hip hop. So that's why you have these collaborations. That's why. So there's no. It's not competition. It's it, it complements. It 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 covers a different ground, a different lane, different energy. And, but it's coming from the same place. And and then and a lot of artists fuse hip hop, not just from through the features. You know what I mean? Through the swag, through the rhymes. Absolutely. Through the, and then you actually have African hip hop there. Like so, like in Nigeria, you have Mi or Casper Nyovest or Nasty C in South Africa. Right. You know what I mean? So, you, so there's actually like rappers battle rapping and, 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 and want that African hip hop space to be recognized on the global platform too. Uh, so for that's its why, own merits. Yeah, yeah, so that's why it's yeah. very, very important that we deal with the categorization in with nuance, you know? So when you talk about that, so there's 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 hardcore what we oh, call yeah, hardcore yeah. rappers yeah, exactly. in Africa that, oh, are, yeah. that have oh, oh, yeah. very big and followings history of it and too. they're famous there. Yeah, but 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 what's happened with this, I think part of the reason with it's taken Afrobeats. off is because uh, it's, it's it, I don't want to call it new because that sounds like novelty. It, it's it's so different. more mainstream. Yeah, it's, no, it's different. It's authentic. Right. Th these guys are authentic and different too. But uh, America has that. Yep. You know what I mean? The world, the rest of the world. Let's not say America, Europe, America. You talking about Latin Britain, America, UK. Britain, yeah. Oh, Britain, UK. It's, it's huge. 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 You go to the UK. Even huge. even Afro B. Afro B is from UK. Yeah, yeah, right. He's from UK. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's, a, he's a good DJ too. You know. Whose story? His story is also really fascinating. Yeah. But I, I, what I what I want folks to recognize that's going on here. Yeah. Is a shift from an American culture that is very Eurocentric in its initial leanings. Mm to a more Afrocentric approach okay. to collaboration. So America has always had this rugged individualism narrative. Like I came up by and myself I and nobody and it's me. just me. Right. And and I if I if I'm if I'm great, I'll bring some of my crew. But right. I always have to be the leader of my crew. Like, you know, I mean no I, you know I the whole fifty don't say I own money, but you know I have to be the fifty cent of my G unit. You know, I have to be right. the one person who brings my crew on. And it's this rugged individualism that's a part of Americana. And hip hop absorbed that. Mm. of having a solo artist. And what's happening now is that we're moving from a Eurocentric, it's just me tradition 
to a more Afrocentric collaboration crew community narrative. So we have a diasporic convergence. It's almost like a it's almost like a newfound uh, Marcus Garvey-esque moment. Oh, very Marcus Garvey. Very much. Yeah, All right, tell me explain that. Oh, what do you, what do you no, oh, explain and, and, that? Actually, that's so interesting you say Marcus Garvey because remember the revolt. I even mentioned Marcus Garvey. So basically, Marcus Garvey's dream was for African Americans to connect with Africa and have the ability to go to Africa, be at home, and not be disconnected. Yeah. And that was and 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 the streets of Harlem were on fire at the time. I'm not I'm not I'm not a historian, but that vision was cut short, right? Right, because we know how America works sometimes, and what I mean, and that's the polite way. But what happens is is um, the music is bringing us together. That's the right. Music, the music, no, but what, music. But what do you it, say? Let, let, let me... Yes. Uh, no, the music is definitely yeah. bringing us together. Yeah. But let me ask you this, because, and while I want you to jump into with the, with the... I want to get the sound, talk about the sounds with you in a second, too. But, Tuma, a lot of the things that Americans yes, in schools yes, yes. that we're taught about Africa or what you hear in the news about Africa. We hear about famine. Exactly. We hear about War. horrific, mm-hmm. horrific yeah, massacres. Yeah. Right. We hear about dictators. Yeah. What we don't hear about is the family structure. We don't hear about the, the uh, this but, what you're talking and, about, this collaborative consciousness. But, and, well, well, the thing, and well, the thing is this, Joy, and, and, right. and the thing is this, is, and then those of us who were like- um, You were born, born there. I was born there. I, I lived here in, as, a, as an elementary school, but when I was 13, we moved back, et cetera. So, so you've that, seen both. You got a foot in both cultures. Yeah, but all of that exists, mm-hmm. just like poverty and crime and you know mass shootings and all that stuff exists in America. Right. right. But it does not. It's not your majority of your day. Right. It's not. It's not. It, 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 it's people are happy and enjoying life and have great food and great relationships and great music and right. great sports. Just the same way everyone here or in Europe or other places have everyday life. So what happens is, so when we come to America. And that's all that you, you it's, it's in proportional amount of, you know, exposure or push to like all the negative things. And right. it's like, it feels so unfair and it's right. upsetting. And then what happens is, and this is some of the beautiful about what's happening with Afrobeats music in America and Europe, is people who uh, were born in Africa or immigrate from there don't have to be, feel ashamed, any type right. of, or even like deep down inside, like if, what are you thinking of when, you know? Me. Yeah, oh, because uh, now because, you have yeah. some positive, some, some music, some positivity. Some something you yeah. like, something you can connect to, yeah. something that make you go. And something that makes yeah, everybody exactly, feel good exactly, and that's feel good. It makes you feel good about like your African uh, um, heritage. Uh, heritage. And we we define like, Africa yeah, and African for. We we always define Africa and Africans by their worst moments, not their yeah. best experience. Yeah, yeah, that's so like a tiny The worst piece, piece that, that becomes the narrative, yeah. right? Rather than the lived experience that yeah. is more nuanced, more complex, more beautiful, more magical. And I think what this is allowing us to do is say, wait, there's some beauty that's coming out of Africa, and so African folks are now saying, I am your brother. Yeah. Welcome me, see me, not just my music, yeah. dance with me. Lisa, you me, know me, what I mean? me and you, we lived here, we both lived here during 9-11. Right, right, right. What if 9-11 defined uh, New York's identity? Right. Where everyone, I'm not going to New York. They, they blow up right. uh, uh, buildings you over New York. You can get blown York, up. Right. So if you're a New Yorker and that's and then you go the other places shooting. and that's all the, yeah. On the other side, yeah, the exactly. mass shootings. Say, yes, they happen. Those do exist. And we, no one wants to like downplay that. But nobody wants that to be your entire identity definition. or existence and, or and, definition. And, and, yeah. and, there, and, and also things yeah. get repeated and things get shortened yeah. and condensed and, and to, like, stigmatized. Yeah. Stigmas get multiplied. But let me come back yes. to the music. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, uh, if we no, no, don't be sorry. This okay. is fantastic. Okay. But I, I want to get the sound in too. Well, uh, could you hear? Could somebody play a track for you? Uh, and you go like, okay, that's an Afrobeats track. Yes, I can now. Once upon a time, I couldn't. Once upon a time, when I first heard Afrobeat, I didn't know that that was a different genre of music. 
me being just a black African-American born raised here. Right. Um, I didn't know that there was a big difference between Caribbean music and Afrobeat at first. Now, if you play a beat, I can I can definitely. So what, how do you how how would you explain that to people who are not playing music all day every day for a living like you are like because to some people it does sound like mm-hmm. it sounds like to there's a, a little reggae there's a little dance hall there's but look different it, it, it might be different flavors. It, it might be different flavors in it but um, it's hard for me to explain people like all right this is Afro beat because the beat did this it would be hard for me to explain that but I can identify it mm-hmm. if it make any sense. I can, and especially if an artist starts to actually do vocals, I can I can identify it. Okay, but it's hard to explain it. It's hard to explain, but like in terms of tempo, like the rhythm. Oh no, it could be it could be different tempos, different rhythms. It can it can it, it, it varies. Harley once said it varies that for his music. He said it's not a sound, it's a feel. Mm. Mm. It's a feel. And here's the thing: we are always looking to define things based on our previous experiences. What if the parameters that we've set for how we judge music or culture or people are superficial in comparison to the deep connections that exist across those genres. So I would make the argument that the more that we lend ourselves to identifying a, a phrase or a theme as is this this or not, the less we get the more we get away from the idea that is interconnected people's soul healing music. When I hear a rhythm in dance hall or I hear a beat in afrobeats or afrobeats or, or whatever iteration of it that we exist or even if it's a, a um even if it's like a country track that borrowed some rhythm from my ancestors, I know I feel something in the depths of my soul that makes me connect to it. It resonates. And it resonates. It resonates. But, okay, we, I'm sorry. We, okay, I'm no, going to no, come no, back no, to you no, again, no, I promise. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, okay. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yo, this is Shaggy, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Only on Hot 97. Shug it up. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop's African roots. Joining me is Dr. Chris Emden. He's a professor at Teachers College at Columbia University. He's the creator and founder of Hip Hop Ed and Science Genius. He's also the author of the book For White Folks Who Teach in the Hood. Chris, great to have you back with us. Glad, Thank you glad so to much. be here. Appreciate it. Okay. Also with us is Tumavasa. He's the director of Urban Music for YouTube. He's a former head of global programming at Spotify, and he curated the Rap Caviar playlist. Tuma, great to have you back thank with you, us. Thank you, thank, you, thank, you. thank you so much. Also joining us is DJ Wala. He's a Hot 97 DJ. He's one of the heavy hitters. He broke Afrobeat's Joanna record on Hot 97's air, and the rest is music history already. Wala, when you broke, when you play Joanna, give us an idea of the whole setting for that and what happened and so, how you knew you were something was going on. Just just based off radio, I don't think I don't think I was allowed to play that record. But the record felt good and I don't I don't know if the program director knew what I was doing at the time because it flowed in with the with the flow of the music at the at the current time because you know Drake had the record One Dance that right. was kind of similar to Afrobeat and it was a few records similar to that where I can throw Joanna in it sound good and the program director didn't know that that's a, that's not on the list. But um, the record had a dance to it. It had a feel to it. People loved it. It was easy to grasp. And even though I don't know the lyrics, I really don't know what he's saying throughout the verses, just the hook, Joanna, Joe, Joe, Joanna. And my way of knowing if it's a hit or not is if my mom knows it. If my mom is singing along to it, that's a hit. That, and what kind of, re- did you get, re- did, were people calling? People did you loved get text it. Mess? You know why? Because... The, the African people, the Caribbean people that know about Afrobeat, that been knew about it, they don't get a chance to hear it on the air. Right. So when they heard their music on the air, 
of course they gravitated towards it. They were reposting it. And then when Afro B found out his record was playing, he went crazy. He came to America. He came here. He came to Hot 97. He came to Hot 97. Right. He wanted to see it for himself. And he ended up on the Summer because, Jam stage. Because, look, a lot, a lot of the Afro B artists are huge already. Millions of followers, blue checks. They make plenty of money. But they still want their record or want to be recognized here in New York, Hot 97. They hear their record at, at, on, on, on New York radio. That's still an accomplishment for them. Yeah, a major accomplishment. They're fans of what New about York fans music. Of yeah, because they're fans of New York music. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 they've grown up listening to music that came from here, looking up. So there's, there's already that mutual respect and everything. And, and then uh, records like Joanna or, or Drogba, uh, is, um, they, a lot of times they marinate in the UK and in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and on social media, on YouTube, they, they become really big. People are doing dances to them. It's, you know what I mean? Et cetera, yeah. et cetera, and going right. Yeah. So, so what happens is, uh, uh, America is kind of catching up now. Yep. You know, it, literally, you know what I mean? So a lot of these records over there, they're, they're almost like okay. Uh, I don't want to say burnt out, but they've had their shelf life. They're on the yeah. and they're, they're ready for three years old, four years old. What about the what <laughs> no. about the African African immigrants too around the world too? Oh, because yeah. you look oh. at UK, you look at Europe, you look at look at oh, some yeah. of the places now that are the hottest are the yeah. I mean, UK, everywhere. 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 Nigeria, which is probably the chief hub where most of the upcoming artists are emerging from, is the most populous nation in the world. So essentially, oh, no, black people, in the black, world. black people in the world. Black people in the so world. So essentially, yeah. yeah, because we can't forget about China. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but but the, but the point here is that those folks essentially they don't they don't necessarily need an American audience for validation. I think that's a well, really important point. Right? Yeah, but, but, but I mean, the, the paycheck helps. Yeah, no, the, the, you know the, what I mean? No. Like, like the U.S. dollars. Everyone like, yeah, loves yeah, the yeah, dollar. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's ill. Hard currency. When folks are chasing you, it's a different yeah, relationship. Yeah, no, no, there's no chasing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't have to chase. No, like if no, I'm popping no. and I got my numbers, then at that at some point you're looking for me. Yeah. I right. think that sense of, and I want to take that to a cultural perspective for a population that's historically always been the one who's been ostracized right. to now become the center. And folks want to gravitate towards you. That does a lot for your psyche, your ego, your sense of self. Validation. And I want to bring this because you know I always got to bring this back to schools. Of course. In New York City public schools, where a vast majority of the students in New York City public schools are African immigrants. Yeah. And we know the story. Yeah. Of 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 the the the, the things that have been told about those students. African booty scratch. Yeah, yeah. I used to get called you, that. You mad? You, she, he, <laughs> yeah, she's been I, I called that. I used to that. get called that when so I was a kid. The, yeah. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Is, all the time. This is yeah, that was a joke. It, it, it's all awful, time. but I used to say it too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I used to get called <laughs> that. I want to be clear about this. If these yeah. two men have experienced that perspective and perception of African peers in school and those young folks are always on the margins this is the yeah. first time in their whole life yeah. experience that folks are not looking at them like you have value you have worth you have privilege i was working with some youth the other day some african immigrants a kid that just came that just came from nigeria and the kids were asking his friends were asking him what was he what was he saying on that track so the yeah, so the, which the kids good. in the yeah, hood, how do we know? Yeah, no, the yeah, kids yeah. in the hood are asking the African kids to interpret pigeon English and Yoruba to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the oh, first time. No, oh, I used to have a saying. I would say if Chinese food can be uh, hot in the hood, if people in the hood can mess with Chinese food, right? They can mess with African. Right. Music. <laughs> I, have a, I have a comment, and I, I also <laughs> have a question. What, I have a comment. Also have a question. Okay, what? what he said about Nigeria, right? But I think I think people, some people, not us, fail to realize that Africa. Africa it's still the biggest continent. Absolutely. The biggest continent. But there's many no, countries in different cultures. Many yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. So it's not Afri- like one big monolithic. Yeah. Well, it, it, and, and one thing is, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you guys the question. The kids that are back home in Africa, right. are they happy that their music 
is is played in in, in America now, or is like, all yeah, right, we don't want that, that anymore. Y'all got it. We gonna make up Ooh. something. Are they yeah. listening to are, li- are they listening to American music or uh, no, supporting their yeah, local, well, local well, artists well, too? Traditionally, traditionally, a lot of the kids, especially in English speaking countries, listen to music coming from here yep. and the UK also, right? right. Whatever was hot here. So it was like a. a but how do you US feel the other way around? The other way not around, that their music is being played pride. here. There's a pride. It's just like it's just like seeing uh, somebody in the Olympics representing your flag. And, yep, you know right. what I mean? And getting so there's a pride. Because, there's a pride. However, yeah. also it takes the artists away. Yeah, because you know like, now are coming here doing so shows. A, a lot of Caribbean and, people, and, a lot of Jamaicans say, if I play a Jamaican record, a Caribbean record yeah. now, that's oh we don't play that no more. That's Americanized now. No, I don't think Caribbean that, people. That, that's yeah, how they feel yeah, when yeah, I play yeah, their yeah. records. No, I don't think so. Because anything like that. No, 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 no. Because it, it gets, no. it gets too late. It's yeah. too late. By the time it gets Americanized, it's too late yeah. for the original culture. Don't ever underestimate the power of a belief in self, a value for identity, cultural pride, and what that does to the endorphins in your brain, your sense of self. Like folks are so lit to be the ones. Well, well, and, and what's different from what they do also, being the ones, is that they're, they're the ones and not saying, oh, forget y'all. They're saying, exactly. we're the ones, now let's build together. And, and also you have to remember and something. And that's a very different, here, that's a, a big a, shift. A, a parallel with hip-hop is a lot of people are looking at this also as socioeconomic mobility. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms yeah. of, you're talking about the social Facts. status yes. and economics. Yes, uh, African parents don't want you to become an artist because nope. they're like, how are you going to make money? Mm-hmm. Right. right? So basically, <laughs> if you say, hey, I want to be a rapper, I want to be a singer, I want to be a dancer or a choreographer, like... Like th- th- you'll get beaten, like literally whooped, right? Like, right. what do you to get, get this ah. sacrifice? <laughs> go or study immigrate. for your exam. Yeah, yeah, for you to come and play games. You know what I mean? Go be a doctor or a nurse or engineer. So now the creatives, the people are excited, and and we go back to the south. Success begets success. So when they see, uh, like the weekend, who is Ethiopian Canadian, right? Or you see a burner, or who you know what I mean? Who's from Nigeria, like lives in Nigeria, et cetera, et cetera. You start feeling, oh, wait a second, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. And then their parents, right? Are like, oh, wait, you know what? Maybe he'll become uh, Davido or Wizkid or, or Yemi Alade or so Tiwa Savage. So there's less, yep. resi- less resistance. Yeah, so it's, like- a, it's a cultural shift there's a, and it's a generational shift. There's something that's happening right now. And, and also you have to remember, they people view superstars as rich. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh my gosh. I can be from my little thing is if I, you know, you see what I'm saying? It gives you that shot. But and the same thing's happening in the NBA. By the way, same thing's happening in the NBA right now when you see like the Serge Ibaka's and then they go back yeah. to Brazzaville, Congo, and they're eating with the kids and saying, I didn't have money. Uh, I was just like, yeah. You. Yo, but check this out. Yeah. Another ill part is the merging, right? So I'll talk about this experientially. Yeah. As a person with an African dad who was like, you're going to go to school and be a doctor or an engineer yeah. or nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. And as a person who has always loved hip hop, yeah. like I would write rhymes before I studied my homework, right? To get to a point now where there's a possibility for the merging, that I could tell my parents, listen, I don't have to chase your dream alone, because yeah. if it's about economic mobility, I can do other things as well. Yeah. And then also that I can do both, right? right. Yeah. So like, I that's always tell people, that's that's very, what, what, very, what has yeah. the most value or currency to me being like a Columbia professor or whatever else it is, is that I can merge my multiple identities yeah. and still feel pride. Right. So like my, my mom's not gonna be embarrassed that I am studying hip hop or working with young folks. She, she's like, that's, so he's a hip hop person? That's my son. Oh, and he's a professor? Yeah, oh man. And he's so, a doctor. And he's a doctor. So a, but the thing is, Yo. it's emerging. We're opening new possibilities for yeah. young people. I told, and you can have all of it at once. I, I told my parents I was gonna be an entertainment lawyer. And that's how they allowed me to come to New York City in 1997. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they understood the law part. Like, oh, really? lawyer? Oh, exactly. Okay. So that, that's that came in New York City. That's the, for Theo Settlemeyer. You're gonna be ET. Yeah, 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 exactly. Come on, street soldiers. Well, well, well. 
but 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 because for, from their perspective, traditionally, from the, in their experience, right, th- this never amounted to like being able to like, provide like a for real, a family like a because the, the African artists or African artistry was not valued. Right, but it's also well, pride. Or, 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 in terms, in terms, in terms, it's a sense yeah, yeah. of pride. Because the reason yeah. why they had but that kind of aspiration is because of pride. Of, there's yeah. a lot of immigrant groups that would say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. They, they would say that's kind of the story. Yeah. You know, the, the story of a lot of cultures too. Yeah. But in, in terms of, I want to come back to the music itself because yeah. the, the, the sound. To me, there's something yeah. about the sound when I listen to a yeah. number. Not that I've listened yeah. to tons of them, but the different, the different songs. Like a Burner Boy song, yeah. like Rima, like yeah. th- there's something in the beats, there's something in the sound that is very uplifting and it kind of, I don't know, I feel it's maybe it's just me, it's I feel like it's, it's like de-stressing. It's happiness. Chris, what is that? It's a lot going on. I mean, scientifically, we know that there's certain chords of music that you play, Tell about your orange sounds that can that can definitely lift the, your self-confidence, your, your sense of self. That's definitely the case. I also said this a little bit earlier, but I want to return to this. I think we, I don't want to gloss over this. There is there is healing and rhythm. There's healing in the drum Mm. and drums of a particular pattern let you feel free inside. It's like the feeling of I run for a long time. Then all of a sudden I took my shoes and socks off and I ran on grass. I don't know what it is, but the fact that my soles of my feet are touching the soil makes me feel like I have a connection to the earth. And this is not weird, airy, fairy stuff. This is scientific fact that the rhythms do something to the spirit and the psyche of oppressed folks of African descent. So when you feel good, you know, you're hearing your, ans- your ancestors whispering on your ear. Now, conventional knowledge may not have the words to define it, and this is always the hard part. I, you know, I don't know, it's just a feeling I get. I just don't, I can't define it. And you dismiss your feeling because you're looking for academic words to be able to define it. And I want us to get comfortable with the discomfort of not having words to describe your joy. And, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels good. Why? Because it speaks to my it soul. It just feels good. And that's okay. All right, and that's okay. This this is Street Soldiers. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now, you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop's African roots. Have an amazing panel breaking this all down for us. Joining me is Dr. Chris Emden. He's a professor at Teachers College at Columbia University. He's also the creator of Hip Hop Ed and Science Genius and the author of the book for white folks who teach in the hood. Chris, great to have you with us again. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Also joining us is Tumabasa. He's a director of Urban Music at YouTube, a former head of global programming at Spotify. He curated the Rap Caviar playlist and one of our early guests on the original Street Soldiers hey, when we were just on radio on Sunday nights yeah. at night. So great to have you back with thank, us, too. No, thank you, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Also with us is DJ Wala, Hot 97 DJ. He's one of the heavy hitters. He broke Afrobeats Joanna on the air. Tuma, we see the collaborations yes. with we French Montana. Yes. You talk about with Sway Lee, yeah. right? Unforgettable a couple years ago. Yeah. Two years ago from that album. We hits. saw Casanova yes. with DeVito. Yep. Is this a fad though? No. Or is this something here to stay? It's a relationship. So it's basically um, exchanging sounds, exchanging audiences. It's, it's, it's been happening in hip hop for a long time. It's it's building, it's creating uh, the pipeline, right? Uh, so that when uh, DeVito comes to Brooklyn or does Summer Jam or, you know what I mean, Powerhouse, him, whether it be Chris Brown or Casanova, that he has a way of like doing a direct relationship with his American uh, audience. And, it's, and it goes the same way. So when- Vice when, versa. Exactly, vice versa. So when French Montana goes to Uganda, 
they love him because he showed his the kids the Masaka kids like love like like they went from YouTube to like uh, like premium music videos you know what right. I mean like in America and then they're doing shows with him etc cetera, etc cetera, and he's sponsoring hospitals so it's a relationship and it basically goes back to what you said about the Marcus Garvey part yeah. is for in the, terms for, of the yeah, cultural exactly. influence, the cultural influence. Yeah, exactly. Is having that that connection with Africa again, and and the music is just like the icebreaker. It's 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 music has always brought people together, whether always. it be on dance floors, whether always. it be you know if 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 I'm not if you go and you play Burner Boy, yeah, and the whole club's yeah 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 yeah. That feels like swag and surf, or it feels it feels like the Meek Mill dreams and nightmares moment, <laughs> yeah. where the right. whole club you're not gonna fight after that, right? Because yeah. you, because you, you feel like you're one. You see what I'm saying? Energy. Everybody's energy. having everybody's energy. in the same place exactly. at the same time. Which and, then, and then when you go overseas. You don't feel out of place because you already have a little bit of familiarity because the, the music and the acceptance of music is being normalized now. So it's because not, of the yeah, music. so you you become curious like yo, I need to go to Africa, and Africa doesn't become this imaginary romantic place in fairy tales or history books. It's a real place with real people, and you can have real things to talk about. And, and real things. And, yeah, well, exactly. when you look at when you look at artists like French Montana doing the thing with Swaley, there's a lot of hip hop artists too, especially if they've been around for a certain period of time. They look to do things that are edgy or or things that are cutting edge in order to keep their you know keep their themselves fresh mm -hmm. you keep the music fresh keep you know keep their fans engaged is that part of this too um see that's that's a little tricky because I, I think the artists that you name are artists that actually get a chance to travel because mm. i think what usually happens is when an artist is on tour he travels and he does it does a few shows in africa or or in the uk and he sees that okay this sound works because a lot of artists are scared to take that chance and I, they see the sound works and they see the energy that you know uh, uh, the crowd has when, when, when the DJ before them or the dude that comes on before them is doing this and they say, yo, I need that sound. I Chris want that a, sound. Right, and it, you're raising an excellent point because we are in a certain certain extent in the clone zone era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people see, this is successful, yeah. this is what people want, so everybody dresses the same way, everybody yeah. makes the same sound the same way. Then we had, for example, we had Casanova come here to Street Soldiers yeah. after he'd been in the UK and Africa and he was like, they looked at me differently, they embraced me, they were hitting me with different beats that no producer in America even had. Yeah. It was a whole different thing. I think what happens sometimes with this marrying of the two cultures right. is that folks learn to now reclaim aspects of themselves that the society does not allow to become more prominent. Mm. So when I think about Cass, Cass a Brooklyn cat. We all know his story on Rikers. So his whole identity around the society in the immediate space is about violent, strong, gangster, thug. And all of a sudden, when he goes to Africa and folks welcome him not just as the thug, but as a human being, mm. it opens up a part of him that has always been hidden. Mm. So now he, his lexicon is expanded, his experiences are expanded. So what 2AM is very different than, you know, Cass's previous hits. They're very different. But what 2AM allows him to do is now talk about love and talk about the, the like celebration. Right. So now Cass is allowed to be a more complex mm. human being in a society that only values him as a thug. Mm. So when hip hop artists marry themselves to a genre that allows them to express multiple identities, they start constructing hybridized identities that are more layered. Because America only loves black folks when black folks give them a version of blackness that is problematic. Mm. I only love, why you think- Or uh, they win the Super Bowl. But maybe That too, but even so, there's something about the Super Bowl, because you're on a football field, and you're angry, and you're mean, and you knock another dude out. I celebrate blackness when blackness is violent. 
I, I love American hip hop when there's a lot of gats, there's a lot of shooting, and there's only violence. And so all of a sudden, by reclaiming our Afrocentric identity, we are reclaiming our love. A song that brought folks together, like saying, I love you, I love you. Yeah. I, I love you, you I, I love you, you I love you. you. When's hey. the last time you heard that many I love you's on a hip hop song? Never. It's like to talk about love without it being an R&B track. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we get no, more exactly. comfortable being okay. And, be, and have fun with it and yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But what about like what one of some yeah. of the hip hop themes too, and, and I yeah. think this was one of the shows you were on with us too. It is, it's what, yeah. what Chris was saying is like, it's that hyper, you know, that hypersexualized, yeah. hyper-masculine version of men, which is attributed to black men, but it's also attributed to men, successful men in American culture, in our movies, our TV shows, these kinds of these kinds of things, and most of all, the vi the violence. And, and hypersexual black women. I think it's and also important for us to, yes. when we talk about the essentializing of black men, it's also essentializing of black uh, women. Absolutely, so, oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, well, let me, let me, turn, do you, okay. So do you, think, do you think that this whole African influence is gonna neutralize some of this? Because a lot I, of people I, I, are concerned that the whole violent thing has come back in well, hip Pop well, in the in the well, last year or two has well, been like a whole resurgence of, of well, the gangster thing. Well, the thing is this: this, this is the the what, I mean, and I'll speak from like my as my experience as an African immigrant, right? Like, okay. Is what you a lot of the what you were talking about those pressures of, of society? A lot of Africans, um, the ones who moved to America and in Africa, were not subject to that, mm -hmm. right? So what's happening is now with this fusion and with this assimilation and, and the immigration that's happening right now in the UK, in Canada, in, 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 in America, where Africans are coming here and being African-American. You have that duality. You're allowed to be African and you're allowed to be African-American, right? So what happens is, is kind of proving what we always knew, that black people are not monolithic. Mm -hmm. Right. There's different kinds, right? Yeah. So now it's a numbers game now. Mm -hmm. where you That's now you what have I was many, just going to ask exactly, you about, that you have many who, 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 don't, who don't even know that they're expected to conform, uh, conform to whatever society is expecting of them right. or wants from them or how they can monetize. Because what you're talking about was Cass's monetization. Because if you know Cass, he's a good dude. Right. He's a, and he's very smart, funny, very like hospitable. He's great. He's a great guy. You know what I mean? But if if he wants to sell records etc cetera, etc cetera. but but, not, but what but, about but what about that cuz well, you, you you must the get... market it opens up the market because now, but now what, but, there's a billion people in africa like, but is this just going to be is this just going to be a fad and a no, trend it's not a or fad. you think it's this here is, to stay? no this is because you you see you i'm sure you oh, see the newest music and the newest numbers I'll, and the I'll, trends I'll, and everything i was telling you right right before we started taping about uh, jaba and bobby Condor's playing the sawa 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 lay song like back in me being in a yellow cab i've been in a yellow cab on my way to JFK and then it's a Sunday I'm like whoa 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 this is on the radio and that was that was what nine 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 ten years ago and I'm like oh my gosh I couldn't believe it so no on FM radio Right, right? the playing in Africa. Like, you see how you remember the exact place, the time. I'll never when forget. Yes. So, so when I played the okay, okay, well, so a million times. Too, yeah, right. see how he, he remembers the, the place, the time where he was, was going yeah. when he heard his first, first time. the cab drivers, this is CD. Exactly. So imagine, imagine a younger African immigrant here, and they hear me play Afrobeat. That's right. Afrobeat on the radio. They know exactly when, where, what time, what they were doing. Is that really Hot 97 playing that? Is it in rotation now? All right, yo, we listening to Hot 97. They're playing DeVito. They're playing Afro B. I just heard Burner Boy. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. So, it's, it's, and, and let's put this also in another context, right? Because another aspect of this is that we've been, got, we've been getting towards a time where folks were searching for a reconnection. And I know we don't want to get too political, but I think that there's a, there's a post-Trump effect. Mm 
Yes. Where with, 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 with Trump's presence and the rise of white supremacist ideologies and oh. the rise of... With the incidents, there's no... You know, you're not welcome here. Oh. We don't want immigrants. What's happened is that the people on the ground level are rejecting that. Especially and as they're rejecting kids. that, they're looking for a place to call home again. So I think his presence in many ways has spurred on a certain reconnection can, can, can I add to that we don't have. Can I add to, can I add to him? Because what he says is 100% spot on. Is... What I, what I call borderlessness in music mm. has a lot to do with the protectionism that's coming from that clown, yeah. right? Is No, literally. Because what's happening is, is these young kids, the kids on social media, you see, and, and by the way, it's happening with Latin music too, yeah. right? And, and, and people like uh, J Balvin and Mr. Easy have been doing FYI. Yep. They've been doing collaborations and going on tour together. But what happens is, is the young kids are rejecting that. They might, their parents may not reject it, right? But they're like, oh, I don't care where this music is from. I don't care. Like, as long as it makes me, you know, do my little thing on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. So that's 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 where all this is so coming funny, from. So funny when you said I don't care because the person that comes to mind is, which is another interesting example of what yeah. you described. So I don't care is a song by Ed Sheeran, featuring Justin Bieber, that dropped, remixed with a, with Coffee, and um, another cat from the from the Caribbean, right? And all of a sudden that song goes from. Nice, decent song to the song, right? Because it's that mm. cross pollination, mm. even from folks who are who you would not perceive to be connected. Yeah, to this yeah thing. exactly. And I think that's the power of Afri African music. Yeah. The power of African music is that it permeates any existing genre. So I would argue is the power of Africanness. It permeates any existing space, reimagines it, and makes it a better version than what it was before. And whenever we start welcoming who we authentically are in that way, we change everything. I would make the argument that how we dress is different. I had a young person walk into my class the other day, a student at Columbia, a graduate student, and Columbia University does not make uh, Columbia sweatshirts with kente cloth. And she walked into my classroom with a self-made Columbia University hoodie with kente cloth on the sleeves and kente cloth in the seat. And I said to myself, this is where we are. The young folks who are in a very Eurocentric Ivy League tradition right. are saying, what you have to offer me is not enough. I'm not leaving you, but it's not enough. So I'm going to go out what there you're giving me and I'm, and I'm get taking out. what I have over there but, but and let me, I'm making let me, let me something just, new. Okay, but let me oh, ask you yes. real quick. So, all, so everything, that, everything that you're talking about, though, and bringing this oneness together and these the positive developments, especially for African immigrants and people from of African descent, at which you could argue historically everybody is if we go back far enough. But what about the whites? What about the Latinos? What about the Asians who are also big consumers of this music as well. Do you see them adopting these cultural values as well? Fat Joe as said it, it best. And you, Fat Joe is our guy, right? right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and shout out to Fat Joe. I, you know, I st I'll never forget him for that Rikers moment. Right. But, you know, Fat Joe said this best in an interview about three weeks ago when he goes, man, yeah, my music, Latino music, that's African music. Yeah. And then we have to understand that we, if we all chase back our origins as Africa, Folks in other spaces around the world has always tried to, like, I, I like to say it this way, right? But there's always been a reverence for Africanness in everywhere except for America. And except, except, or folks who want to hold on to power. Right. And so there's a merging, there's a fusion. When you just talk about the J Bobbin track, J Bobbin is doing tracks with Afrobeat artists with features with rappers. We, look, we are in a post-structural society. Yeah. Let's just be on it. <laughs> and I like this. Give me, give me one quick okay, line because okay, we're just okay, about okay, out. Of, okay, okay, we're just we'll about the end of the show. But the borderlessness in music. Yeah, I think that's very powerful. Yeah, and I think Drake is one of the pioneers. Like because mm -hmm. yeah. before Drake, 
they used to look at hip hop from Canada, etc. And I think Drake, uh, uh, and, I've, and I've, is when he came to the states, he did not market himself as a Canadian rapper. He, he was like, "I'm Young Money. I'm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm Drake, etc." And I think that 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 basically opened everyone's eyes, and and people stopped caring. And stopped. Caring. These are man-made borders. These are man artificial barriers. Right. You know. So 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 it's very. And the, and the music is bringing oh, everybody together. Yeah, just to, so yeah. just to piggyback well, off like, what he said. Well, like two seconds, two seconds, because we're out just about out of Just time. to piggyback off what he said, uh, Drake Drake don't even consider himself a rapper. Drake is an entertainer. Drake can be on a Latino record. He can do an Afrobeat record. He can rap. He can sing. And he's one of the most successful guys to do it right now. And never so, stops. And I think people see that Drake is successful. And of course, they want to follow the success pattern. So, yep. All right. On that, that's going to have to be the last one. I want to thank right. you for being with us for this episode thank of Speed you. Soldiers. Right. Dr. Chris Emden, yeah, yeah. great to have you with Absolutely. us. Tuma Vasa, great oh, to have you. Thank you. And... <laughs> and DJ Wala, thank He's you so much. He's not done, but thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. I know y'all, I know nobody's, I'm not done either, but they're, but they're done with us, okay? So I want to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Um, remember, use your mind, it's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.